0: Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities, and we're going to go ahead and continue with our class, our lesson, in our series, In Christ, and today I just wanted to look at uh, the actual term "in," N, N uh, just a couple of definitions, if I can get to them, give me a second here. Alright, what I'd like to do, okay, sorry I had to change some, change my Bible translation version, and cue it up to the same passage, here we go, alright, what I wanted to do is just read a verse. And then look at a Strong's uh, definition on the term N. Uh, We may look at some other definitions, but I'm not sure. Uh, But definitely the Strong's, we'll try to touch on that. Uh, But just considering this term, once again, N, in the New Testament, and what I wanted to kind of mention was that this is, though this is a small, seemingly small term, it, it encompasses a lot, especially with, the believer's relationship with God, the relationship that we have with God. And first and foremost, I just want to stress this our relationship with God is Christ Himself. He is our relationship. He is, we can say, He is our everything. He is our peace. He is our righteousness. He is our sanctification. The list goes on. He is our life. He is our eternal life. He is our redemption. He is everything. He is our relationship. Okay? And um, so the this term, N, as I stated, encompasses a whole lot, and that's one of the things that it encompasses within itself is our relationship with God, who is Christ himself. <clears throat> and uh, I wanted to just touch on a verse and give me just a second. Gotta make a note here before I forget. <laughs> okay. So um, I wanted to read a verse in in the New Testament, where we see this term, a uh, couple, well, several different times. It appears three times. So the verse is John chapter 14, verse 20. And this is the New King James Version. Let me look at the King James Version. The King James Version is just about the same. So John chapter 14, verse 20. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And the first N term that we find is the translators translated that word, the Greek word N, as at. So it's at that day, in that day. N. All right? and that day, you will know that I am N my Father, and these are these are those Greek terms. N my Father, and you N me, and I N you. Okay, and this is just one verse that I picked out just because it 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 shows well. a lot. I'll just leave it with that. It shows a lot. Now, just with the verse itself, looking at the first part of it, at that day you will know that I am in my father. And for one I've got to say, I've got to say this. Every single born again believer Christ has appeared in their soul. And because of Christ appearing in their soul, which is the moment of a new birth, that soul is now found in Christ. In reality, in salvation, in the truth, listen, in the light, in the kingdom, in peace, in righteousness, all the terms, because all the terms testify of Christ himself. Right? This is this is an, etern, an eternally established reality. The moment of new birth, right? When when Christ appears in the soul, the condition of that soul has forever eternally changed. There's no going back. All right. That is reality. Now the heart will either be uh I think Jesus said it this way, you can't serve God and Mammon. Uh you can't you can't have two masters. You're going to serve one or the other, but you can't serve both. All right? Now our heart will either be submitted unto the knowledge of man or unto the knowledge of God. The knowledge of man below or into the knowledge of God above. Now uh if it's the knowledge of man, it's ignorance. Now, l- listen to the way I say this. It's not. It's not ignorance of things. For man, you know, we know a lot of things. Uh, I know that this 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 podium right here. I know that it's wood. I know that it's real wood. Uh, I know that. So I'm not. I'm not ignorant of things, but. In concerning Christ in concerning God if my heart is submitted to the knowledge of man below then I am ignorant of God's knowledge who is Christ himself I'm ignorant of Christ himself all right so when it's just man comparing man hey one man can be ignorant one man can have knowledge that's okay. But concerning Christ, if it is not the knowledge of God, we're, we are just flat ignorant, all right? And that's okay. Ignorant just means you don't know, and that's fine. Because eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, nor has it entered into the heart, the mind of man, what God has prepared for them that love him, Christ himself. It requires a miracle of God. Uh, <clears throat> Another thing, uh, Jesus, when he was with his disciples, of course, when Jesus walked among, among the disciples, uh, the disciples were not born again. He had not, Jesus had not gone to the cross. He had not um, been crucified. He had not yet been buried, and he had not yet risen. Um, so the disciples were not born again. And so, but he poses, he poses this question to them, who do men say that I am? and so all the disciples began giving their responses uh, some say uh, that prophet others say uh, john the baptist and the list went on and on and then peter finally says or what what ended that conversation or not the conversation but what ended the question was when jesus excuse me when peter responded thou art the christ the son of the living god Jesus, we know he rejoiced, and he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood, the knowledge of man, what comes from man, what comes from the natural realm, what comes from from man, flesh and blood, did not reveal this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. And so, when the heart is submitted to the knowledge of man below, concerning Christ, we are ignorant because it will be it'll be um, a prophet, John the Baptist again, a great prophet, a miracle worker, a, a healer, you know, all these things. Okay? <clears throat> but back to our verse, and I, I said that with a point here. John chapter 14, verse 20 again. In and that day you will. No. And see, that's, that's the difference, once again, with the knowledge of man versus the knowledge of God. Remember, it is in regard to Christ himself. The knowledge of man below is complete ignorance compared to the knowledge of God above. God the Father knoweth the Son. God knows the truth. All right? God knoweth Christ. But Jesus says this, And that day... You will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, I am in my Father. The foundation, once again, of our relationship with God is Christ Himself. The foundation of our, of our relationship, the very relationship we have with God is Christ himself. So our relationship, those of us who are born again, our relationship is not dependent upon us in any manner or form. It is not dependent upon my thoughts. It is not dependent upon my actions. It is not dependent upon my performance or lack thereof. No. The relationship of the born-again believer is dependent upon Christ himself because he is our very relationship. He is our only relationship. The only relationship we have with God is Christ himself. All right? Now, how sure... Here's a question. How sure is Christ's relationship with his Father? Jesus said, The Father has never left me, for I always... Always, he did not say sometimes, he said always. I always do those things that please him. My father has never not, has never, he has not left me. I always do those things that please him. How sure is Christ's relationship with the Father? It is perfect. This is how sure our relationship with God is. Because once again, Christ is our relationship with God. So at that day, in that day, you will know. In that day. Now once again, with the knowledge of man below, ignorance, darkness. The knowledge of God, light. The day. And I will say this at the moment of a new birth, we have been brought into the day. We have come from darkness unto the day. Our soul has been brought into the day, the eternal day who is Christ himself. That is reality, unchangeable, not changing. Once again, what is our heart submitted unto? Is it submitted unto the knowledge of man, which is darkness? Or is it submitted unto the knowledge of God, which is light, Christ himself, the knowledge of God who is Christ himself. All right, so going on once again. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father. That's it. That is, that is what, that is security. That is the security of our soul right there. Christ's relationship the son's relationship with the father the Apostle John uh, I think he said uh, come have fellowship with us for our fellowship our fellowship is with the father and the son so join us in this fellowship that we have all right so and that day you will know that I am in my father and you are I am in my Father, you and me. And this is, once again, where our soul, those of us who are born again, our soul, the soul of the born-again believer, is found eternally secure of all, all those who are born again, because Christ is present, the soul is now present in Christ. All right, at that excuse me, in that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And the I in you, this is what makes it all possible for the soul. If Christ were not present in the soul, the soul would be void of this whole entire reality. The soul would be, would be wandering still. The soul would, be ha- would still be having no resting place. And the soul would be still abiding among the dead. But because, once again, the moment of new birth is when Christ himself, the resurrection, appears in the soul. And because Christ is present in the soul, now that soul is now found in Christ. In Christ, all right? So, that's the verse I wanted us to look at. Now going on. This is Strong's, uh, Strong's definition for that term, in. And I'll just read it. A primary preposition denoting fixed position in place, time, or state, and by, by implication instrumentally, medially, or constructively, that is, a relation of rest intermediate between Strong's number 1519 and 1537. And it goes on in, when quotes, in, I-N, comma, at, upon, by, Etc. And then it gives uh, some terms, how it's words, how it's uh, translated into the English. Often using compounds with substantially the same import. Rarely with verbs of motion. Uh, and then not to indicate direction, except elliptically by a separate and different preposition. Okay. A primary preposition denoting fixed position. Now, I do want to say this. Before I went to Bible school, uh, I can't remember how many years before, and I can't remember how many years after being born again, I heard it said that when, 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 this, when a verse like this was looked at, where Jesus said, uh, and you uh, in me, or where the Apostle Paul would say something like, "Seeing then you are risen in Christ, Uh, set your affection on that which is above, hath raised us up. I I heard it declared this way, that we are in Christ positionally, but not yet, I can't even remember the words that were used, but I remember that word, positionally, like you're there, but you're not there. And so what it did with me when I was thinking about that and hearing that, it was like, okay, So I'm kind of there, kind of not there. It's real, but it's not really real. Do you see what I mean? That is what the mind of man produces. It's confusion, is what it amounts to. It's confusion. It's not the truth. All right? The reason why man does this, the reason why we do this, mankind does this, is... Because, once again, the heart of man is, when we do this, the heart of man is submitted unto the knowledge of man, which is complete ignorance and darkness, compared to the knowledge of God, which is light, Christ himself. And so, because, just a verse, let me, um, let me look at a verse here. It's, uh, I'm going to go to Ephesians 2 real quick, and I'll just read a verse. Where is it? Okay, how about Ephesians 2? Let's start with verse 4. But God, and this is the Apostle Paul, so... The Apostle Paul isn't declaring like a kind of maybe, but not yet. No, no, he's declaring reality as he's knowing reality to be in the person of Christ Himself. All right, this is what he says. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, as before we were born again, dead in sins, not alive unto God in Christ Jesus. No, no, no. at this at this moment, he's he's laying it out like. Uh, Almost like a timeline, if you will. A little bit like that. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. I've I've got to look at this. In mercy for His great love, we she loved us. Even verse five, even when we were dead in trespasses and in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Okay, excuse me, I'm looking at another uh, Bible app here. Okay, with Christ. I just wanted, it's not and, but it's with. I wanted to verify that before I said anything. All right. Even when we were dead in trespasses, verse 5 of Ephesians chapter 2, even when we were dead in trespasses, hath made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Verse 6, and raised us up together. And made us sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus and there you have it verse 6 again and hath raised us up together and made us sit together and there's our term the heavenlies and Christ Jesus and so This is the Apostle Paul, once again, declaring reality as his heart is submitted unto that very reality. Declaring reality as his heart is submitted unto the knowledge of God. Declaring reality as he he is seeing reality in the face of Jesus Christ. And so, it's not a yes, no, sort of, kind of, maybe, sometimes yes, but one day. No, 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 no. No. As I stated before, when when we do stuff like that, it's because our hearts are submitted to the knowledge of man below. Complete darkness. Once again, we know a lot of stuff, we know a lot of things, but no man knoweth the Son but the Father. And that's Jesus' His very own words. That's what Jesus said. Okay, so right here, Uh, back to our definition Wow lost my place there we go a primary preposition denoting fixed position now usually when I'm sharing I say it this way at the moment of new birth the condition the condition of our souls have changed all right from death unto life because life who Christ himself is is present now once again man has to say something like well it's just positionally because man I'll say I'll say it this way man cannot see the soul of any other man in fact Man cannot even see his own soul, but God does. Man, from Samuel, the book of Samuel, man looks on the outward appearance. So when we read a passage like the Apostle Paul wrote here, writing this to the church at Ephesus, to those who are born again, in the city of Ephesus, and when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There's no kind of there. He's just stating reality as it is, as God knows reality to be as God knows, Christ to be. But man would get a hold of that, and because man is looking, look, looking with the natural eye, hearing with the natural ear, making a natural judgment, which is an unrighteous judgment, a judgment after the flesh, outward appearance, once again, man looketh on the outward appearance. God does not. God looketh upon the heart. Man cannot look upon the heart. Man cannot look upon the soul. So man, reading this verse, would say, well, We're born again, brothers and sisters. This is what man would say, with a heart submitted unto the knowledge of man below, which is complete darkness and ignorance. Well, we're born again, but uh, we still see each other here, so uh, not yet, you know, because of this verse right here. Uh, That's positionally. No, brothers and sisters, that is not positionally. That is a state of being. That is the condition, the eternal condition of the soul in Christ Jesus, at the moment of new birth, the eternal change came to our soul, and the condition of our soul, of our soul, changed forever, never to return back to what it was. No, it cannot. It's impossible. Uh, there's this. Well, I'll see if I can find it. I'll just make mention of this. And, um, I'm going to try to find a verse first and read it. And then I'll see. And if not, I'll just kind of quote it if I can't find it. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm almost here. I cannot find it, but it is, forgive me, I didn't look it up previously, it is in the online Bible, it is a definition concerning baptism, okay, and what, what they did is uh, there's, there's baptismo, uh, baptizo, uh, there's a couple different words in the Greek that are translated as bapti, baptize, let me see, maybe it's under baptized. Give me just a second. I'd really like to try and find this. Whoops. Nope, I'm still not finding it. Yeah, well, no. Uh it's, it's a particular way they translate the term baptism. I cannot find it. I'm not going to be able to find it. Well, anyway, I'll just paraphrase it <laughs> so I don't um, waste any more time trying to find it. But it's, it's in the online Bible, a beautiful definition of it. Uh, and it's either a definition on baptism or, or bap, baptize. Uh, and it's basically this. Uh, they, give the, they give the definition and they, they use a distinction between like uh, John the Baptist dipping in the water, you know, that type of water baptism. And then there's a distinction between being baptized into Christ, something that the Holy Spirit does. Okay. But they go on to say this and... They, they, get, they get the definition of being baptized into Christ, I think, uh, it has to be, um, from a Greek recipe for making pickles. And I can't, uh, I can't remember, like I said, it would be great if I could just find it and read it, but this has happened to me before. <laughs> I just remember what it says. Uh, so, so here's the recipe, here's, here's what it says. You'll take the cucumber and you will baptize it in hot water and then baptize it into vinegar. And one is an outward washing, the baptizing in water. The other is a chemical reaction, a change, a permanent change. Once the cucumber has become a pickle, it can no longer become a cucumber again. It's been genetically changed. It's been, it's changed. And I'm not even sure if genetics, the word genetically is the right word or not, but it has been forever changed. And all I, I say that just to say this, brothers and sisters, at the moment of new birth, our soul has undergone an eternal change. And that eternal change is Christ himself. We cannot go back to what we were. We cannot cannot go back to being dead. Christ, having died once, dieth no more. Those who are born again, we have been, by the Holy Spirit, baptized into Christ. Never to go back again. Never to go back again. And so, um, let's see, where were we? Just going with, uh, back to our definition here, a primary preposition denoting fixed position. And once again, to me, it's more than just a position. It It is, in fact, in reality, a fixed state of being. The Apostle Paul also said this, for in him... We live and move and have our being. Outside of Christ, no believer, or outside of Christ, no one lives, no one moves, and no one has their being. It is only in Him that we live and move and have our being. All right, so going on a primary preposition denoting fixed position. And I wanted to look at that term fixed because uh, I actually looked at it in Spanish because uh, I was looking at different definitions also in Spanish and I like to look up words that uh, that are not familiar to me. So this is Webster's 1828 Dictionary for the term fixed. Alright, now we can think of it, oh, okay, a fixed position, okay, I understand it. Well, let's let's get a not just what our current understanding is, but let's get like a broader understanding of this, just one term, the one word fixed, okay? So Webster's 1828 Dictionary for the term fixed. Uh, it says, settled, a settled, it, it is settled. Established, firm, fast, stable. It should be reminding us a little bit of uh, class our first class, our, our previous lesson, um, how the greater reality who is Christ himself is more sure, more stable, than what we see with a natural eye. Because what we see with a natural eye is passing away. But what is, and more specifically, who is not seen with a natural eye abideth forever, all right? Here it goes on uh, with that definition in Webster's 1828 Dictionary, it says, fixed bodies are those which bear a high heat without evaporation or volatization. So their state does not change. Fixed bodies, a fixed body Those which bear a high heat without evaporation or volatization. It does not, the state does not change evaporation. Uh, A non-fixed body would be like an ice cube. You set out an ice cube in the sun, in the heat, outside, and it will melt and evaporate. The liquid will evaporate. The state of it has changed. Not so with a fixed body. The state does not change, regardless of what appears, or regardless of the environment of the natural. All right? Here it goes on. uh, Fixed stars are such stars as always retain the same apparent position and distance with respect to each other and are thus distinguished from planets and comets, which are revolving bodies. And I was just, you know, this is just a Webster's 1828 dictionary. It's not even a quote-unquote Bible dictionary. But when I was reading that, I was thinking, wow. At the moment of new birth, because Christ is present in our soul, our soul is eternally fixed established settled in Christ our heart may be submitted to whatever it wants to be submitted unto but our soul is eternally fixed set established Settled in Christ Himself, not changing, not changing. The oh well, I'll go ahead and say it because I just thought of it. If not, I might not think of it again. The Apostle Paul, when he was in, I think it was, uh, I think it was the Philippian jail. Excuse me if it's, it was a, if it was a different imprisonment, but he he basically says this as part of a verse. He says, uh, "But the word of God." is not bound. And I'm looking at that and thinking, wow, this in the environment, the natural environment that the apostle Paul found himself in changed. He was no longer quote unquote free to walk around, but he was imprisoned. His natural environment changed. And yet he says, in the midst of that, the word of God is not bound. Brothers and sisters, our souls have been brought to freely walk in liberty in the land of the living regardless of the environment below in the natural now i do remember this verse though and i will read it and this would be like a another a different example and i love this one i i love this because with with uh paul in a jail you can you can see okay he is under when he is under arrest in a jail then he is subject to the authority the will of another right and yet he lives in the greater reality who is christ himself so he is not bound because his life who christ is is not bound The word of God who Christ is is not bound. He was indeed finding his living and moving and being in Christ himself. He was really doing this. It wasn't a mantra that he chanted. No, he was actually finding his living, his moving, and his being in Christ himself. His heart was submitted unto the mind of God, unto the knowledge of God, unto the truth, unto Christ. All right? So, where was I? Oh, yeah. Now, here's here's another example. And I thought about this. Uh, this is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. And I love this. I, listen to this. I, therefore, oh, I love this i therefore the prisoner it says right here of the lord it's an the lord Strong's number 1722 i therefore the prisoner and the lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called i therefore the prisoner and the lord But, Paul, you're a prisoner below. No, 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 no. Listen to this. I am a happy inmate. I cannot escape. I've been set here by the mind and will and ability of another. You can call it an eternal sentence with no parole. Remember once again, at the moment of new birth our souls have un- undergone the eternal change from death unto the life because the eternal change is not i but christ cannot be reversed just like the recipe for that that cucumber turning into a pickle yeah you can baptize it in water it's still a cucumber once you baptize it in the vinegar it is a pickle it cannot go back to being a cucumber it cannot revert to what it was in quote-unquote, well, I won't even quote-unquote, it's a quote, in times past, in times past, what was before life appeared, what was before you were born again, what was before Christ appeared in your soul. You cannot go back. So we might as well settle it in our heart that us who are born again, that Christ is in us, we are in Christ. And we might as well, by the work of the Spirit, begin knowing Him. Okay. Uh, where was I? Cannot remember where I was. All right. Now uh, this is the this is a current Merriam-Webster dictionary. I think I downloaded the app uh, from the App Store. Yeah, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. I just downloaded it. Uh, the the Apple App Store for the term "fixed" once again, because that's that's the word I'm we're looking at. And Strong's Strong's number seventeen twenty two for the term "n." And, and here's the definition from the Strong's uh, the Greek Strong's uh, definition: a primary preposition denoting fixed. Of course, they say position, I say state of being, but that's me, all right? Here's the Webster's, the current Webster's Dictionary. Securely placed or fastened. Securely placed or fastened. Securely. And it has stationary, not moving. Non-volatile. And I went ahead and looked up that term volatile. Of course, I didn't write down the definition here. But it's basically this. It is like a hot air balloon being moved by air or a helium balloon being moved by air. But it's the term fixed is non-volatile. It is not moving. It is not changing. Uh, going on with the definitions, not subject to change or fluctuation, firmly set. And it goes to say this: firmly set in the mind, all right, as a fixed idea. Uh, I've got <clears throat> a passage. It's 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 in Ephesians chapter 4 but it starts with ah. Uh, here it is i'll start with verse 11. this is the apostle paul he's just going on he's just he's just continuing and he uh, ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all, and the we all is, I believe, not just the Ephesian church, but we all who are born again. We all, the church. We all, the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ himself. Who is that perfect man? Who is that very perfect man? Verse 14, that we should no longer be children. Here's the word, tossed to and fro. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. The wind, like a balloon, a helium balloon. If the wind blows, it's going to go in that direction. And if you let it go, if you release it, it's just going to float, who knows wherever, wherever the wind takes it. Okay? Uh, Carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, let's look at this. But speaking the truth and love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even christ okay may grow up in all things into him who is the head christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effectual working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself In love. Okay. I I won't go on any further on that verse. But not being tossed to and fro. And you're saying, okay, Jimmy, what is he saying not to be tossed to and fro here? But you're saying that we are fixed, eternally fixed, established, and settled in Christ. So which is it? Brothers and sisters, at the moment of new birth, remember, because Christ is present in our soul, our soul is eternally fixed, fastened, settled, settled, established firmly in Christ. The heart, on the other hand, will be submitted unto the knowledge of man below, or the heart will be submitted unto the knowledge of God above, who is Christ himself, one or the other. If our heart is submitted to the knowledge of man below, then we will be, as says right here, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. And how does that happen? How do? It is because we have some other object in view. Our heart is submitted unto the knowledge below, Therefore, the object in view is below complete darkness, tossed to and fro, just like the helium balloon goes anywhere the wind blows. Almost like our last class with the disciples in the boat, the boat was going tossed to to and fro by the winds and the waves. Jesus not tossed to and fro. All right. Our hearts submitted unto the knowledge of God. The object before the face of our heart is Christ himself. And then the heart is, I don't even know if I can use these words or not, enjoying its eternal rest where our soul has already been brought and eternally secured in Christ. And I don't think I even said that as correctly as I could have. And that's the difference. At the moment of new birth, our soul has been eternally set, fixed, established in Christ by God, of God, because Christ is eternally set, fixed, established in our soul. What God hath joined, no man can separate. No man. Not by actions or by our thoughts, no. By our understanding, no. By what we believe, no. By what we don't believe, no. By what we know, no. All this happens at the moment of new birth. And now it's just that our hearts would turn by the work of the Spirit and be submitted unto the knowledge of God to behold this great reality who Christ himself is. John, once again, John chapter 14, verse 20. Let me go to it real quick. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. It's all made possible because Christ is present in the soul. So, um, I think that's... I might have had another verse I wanted to comment on or share, but let me just look at one real quick. Two. No, I can't. I can't think of it. But there was a statement that I did have. It's just kind of fleeting statement, and I forgot it. But anyway. This is our state of being in Christ, a firmly fixed, established, what are the words? Stable, settled, non-moving, non-changing state of being. This is the state of being of our souls in Christ. And now, once again by the Holy Spirit, that our hearts would come to the knowledge of God and behold this state of being. So I think that's all for now. Uh, I'll leave you for this with this lesson. Uh, we'll see you in our next lesson. Lord bless. Amen.